We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. Welcome back to the show. My name is Margot. This is Breathing Underwater, episode 12. For those of you who are just joining the podcast for the first time, you are so welcome here. We're glad that you're on this journey with us as we take the deep dive into this mysterious language of the spirit. It has been a really joyful and beautiful ride so far, and there is so much more joy and beauty ahead of us. So welcome, welcome. Today, I'm going to have the privilege of introducing you to my friend, Corey. We're going to do a live interpretation with him. And before I jump into that, I have to talk to you about 12, the number 12. Are you curious what it means? Yes, I can hear you saying yes, Margot, in my spirit. 12 means perfect government. It means the perfect government of God being established in your life. It can also speak to God being in control, his reminder of, hey, I'm in control, I'm God. 12 can also represent the apostolic or an apostolic calling or gift. So if you are seeing 12s or double 12s in your dreams or in your waking life or in visions, God might be speaking to you about one or all of these things. What fun. Okay, without further ado, I'm just going to jump right into this interpretation session because there's so much to glean from it. I hope that you enjoy. Hello, Corey. Hey, Margo. Hi, this is my good friend, Corey Lee. I'm so excited to introduce him today. I met Corey, I guess a year ago or so, on a missions trip in Alabama. And he is not only a friend, but he is a pioneer and a leader and an author and a speaker and a coach. And he has so much going on. He also has his own podcast, which I'm going to plug later. And I just love this man and his passion for the word of God. And he is a dreamer and he hears from God in his dreams. And I would say, I've only heard a couple of his dreams, but he hears really vividly from God in dreams. And so I thought you've got to come on the podcast. I would love to interpret a dream for you. I'm so happy to introduce him. This is Corey Lee. Corey, tell us just a little bit about you, where you're from, and then any history you want to talk about with dreams or when this started to become a thing for you, whatever you'd like to say there. Yeah, well, Margo, thank you for the opportunity to come on. I just absolutely, uh, I, I heard some of your episodes. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, you came on and we talked about dreams on uh, our podcast. I just love that. And I uh, just appreciate what you are doing and the impact that you are making. And uh, so uh, we did meet on a mission trip in Alabama. Um, if you're listening, you may can hear the Southern accent. I don't know <laughs> where you are from Alabama. I live in Mississippi. I try to cover it up, Margo. It just, um, it just, so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. That's right. And um <clears throat> We live in Mississippi. Uh, background is in the medical space, uh, physical therapists, gym owners, those kind of things. Uh, built physical therapy clinics, five-year period of time, had two PT clinics, four gyms, sold, uh, sold all those, had three kids, and transitioned to doing what I do now, 
which is working with leaders. Absolutely love that. And um, kind of um, my, my history with the Lord, I got saved probably when I was about eight or nine, walked with the Lord. But it was in 2019 that really, um, man, I, I, I had an encounter with the Lord. And it was through a dream. And I tell you, Margot, I mean, once you truly encounter the heart of the Father, I don't think you can ever go back. Like, you're no. never the same again. And yep. so so uh, he started speaking to me through dreams. And uh, I love it. I love the dream. I mean, it's great, right? And Gosh. so... It is so great, but I, I, not everybody, not everybody receives that as like their, their, one of their main modes of receiving revelation, but it seems like you do. Is that true? One of your main receptive so, modes. So it, it, in the very beginning, for sure, I still have a dream. And I can remember one day, um, th this wasn't very long ago, because I was having all these dreams and the Lord was speaking to me through dreams. And I can remember praying, I was reading my Bible and I was praying. I was like, God, I just can't hear you. And immediately he said, that's because you like it when I speak through dreams and, and those kind of things. I'm trying to teach you how to hear my voice in different ways, how to see and how to how to see, you know, all the different ways that he speaks. So uh, that's how I initially really started speaking. Uh, but it was just kind of a kind of a gateway into his heart to to understand him and a little bit more. Right. Like get to know him more. So. Yes, as much as we can. I love that. Yes. It's gateway. So you have had dreams and you've already been interpreting them to some degree. God tells you what the dreams mean. Do you have them often where you're kind of stumped or perplexed? Oh, oh yeah. What I love about it, though, and, and I think that that's, you know, the verse of scripture talks about um, basically it's, it's the glory of God to conceal the matter of glory to kings to, to search it out. And yes. he doesn't hide things from us, but for us. And, and I think that's what it is for me. Uh, he'll say something that just sparks an interest and I'll just start diving in and it like goes, I don't know how it may work for you, but sometimes you just go all over the place. And, oh, absolutely. And, uh, it's through the journey of discovery. And uh, I just enjoyed it. It's just kind of fun. It's fun. It's so fun. It's a treasure hunt. Yes, that's it. Treasure hunt. I love it. And that that is Proverbs 25. And I quote that all the time. So it's so apropos that you just brought that up. I love it so much. I can't wait to hear your dream. Let's rock and roll. So Let's rock uh, and roll. <laughs> I have learned that uh, I keep a notebook and a pen by my bed every time I go to bed. I just wise I man. Got, yes. And I'll try to write it down. So uh, this was actually February the 6th. 2023. So at the time of this recording is almost uh, what, three months ago, almost yeah, yeah three months ago. And what I titled this was um, "Vision on the Wall" because I had a dream, then had a word from the Lord, and and prayer went into a vision. So anyway, so here's the dream. So I was driving a semi truck or an 18 wheeler, 18 wheeler, for a company that I worked with. They are a transportation company. They um, have a have a bunch of uh, semi trucks. Anyway, so I was driving for them, and our youngest son Brady was riding with me. And the path that we were going on, it was a, it was a straight shot. Where we were going from to was just a was a very short distance, straight point to point. And as we were going, I get to uh, get to a point, and there's there's some road work, so they've got the road blocked. And I get out, and I go to the guys working, and I say, Hey guys, can you just like slide over just for a few minutes. Like I got to go right there. It's not very far. 
And uh, they said, sorry, uh, construction on the, work, uh, on the road. I was a little bit disgruntled. And I said, well, I guess we'll go the long way around. And so we have to go all the way around. And, um, and so as we were going, um, my son Brady and I, we get to this kind of like a truck stop, but it was a truck stop that was overlooking like this huge canyon, like, almost like Grand Canyon, like way down in there. And um, I'm doing the work of a truck driver. I don't know really what that is. I'm just talking to somebody doing paperwork. And out of the corner of my eye, I see Brady. He's just kind of like nonchalantly going up and down roads, kind of checking out trucks, just like looking up at the sky, totally oblivious to people around him, totally oblivious to potential danger. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of keeping one eye on him, trying to do my work. And there's this, um, like, the railing that goes over to this Grand Canyon-looking thing. And uh, he, like, jumps. He, like, jumps over the edge. And I grab him by the pants and <laughs> dangling down. And as, it, as he's dangling, he's just, like, having fun. And, uh, and I say, Brady, there's a pole right there. I'm going to swing you over to the pole. And I want you to grab a hold of that pole. And I swing him over. He grabs it. And he's, like, doing pull-ups. He's doing, uh, in CrossFit, we call it toes to bar. You know, like, he's actually yeah. on this bar and um, totally oblivious to, like, what's right way down there. And uh, so he gets back over, and somehow I find myself on the ledge, like, on the other side. And I'm, I'm hanging on both arms. I'm about to fall over. The, the railing is kind of almost about to come off. And Brady, he's coming over. I'm, I'm calling out for help, and he comes over, and his intention is to help. Right, like that's his heart is to help, but he's pushing instead of pulling. Mm. He's pushing me to go over instead of trying to pull me back. And eventually, several guys come over and they pull me over the um, pull me over the railing. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of stressed out, but uh, it's it's all good. Um, and then as I get back over, I, I hear overhear this conversation between the lady that I know that that is the main leader at this transportation company and a friend of mine that I know that um, he's the CEO of a company called Global Outreach. They do global missionary work. And so, so they're a nonprofit, but this nonprofit was making a donation to this for-profit company. Ah. They were trying to help them through a tough time is kind of what it was. And, um, and so thought that was interesting. And then I woke up and I heard the Holy Spirit say, I see a vision on the wall. You need to come meet with your maker. And, and it wasn't like, you better get up here, right? Meet with your maker. But it was like, like you're saying, a, an invitation, like, hey, I see a vision on the wall. This is exciting. You want to come check this out. You need to meet with your maker, right? And so i like, I'll get up for that. <laughs> and um, so I get upstairs. I'm just praying and immediately um it's not an open vision or anything like that i just get a vision and i see this right hand and this hand puts a like a world map like one of those wall maps yep and it puts the map up on the wall and it slowly like presses against each corner of this map and as i'm watching this i'm thinking like what in the world is going on here why is this going so slow <laughs> is what i'm thinking but it's pressing up against each corner, almost like to make sure it's securely fastened on the wall or whatever. 
And then the right hand goes from the left to the right just to slide across the wall or slide across this map, almost like making sure it's smooth, it's smooth against the wall. And then this hand grabs a, like one of those teaching pointer sticks. I don't know if you've seen those, like the, yes. the teacher pointer stick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it points to somewhere on the East Coast of America. Uh, I, I, I was so zoomed out, I couldn't exactly see where, but it's somewhere between like New York and Washington. So it's somewhere on the Northeastern part. It would point and it would go across the Atlantic down Africa and then up on the east coast of Africa mm -hmm. and and I would just like what is that and it every time I would ask it would point go across the Atlantic down through the tip of Africa and back up the east coast and ask several questions and each time it would be like right here you know point there <laughs> reiterating the same thing right here and then back around and um so <laughs> That is my dream, and what? that is the vision that I had. So Okay, so I just want to clarify for those who are listening, because we talked briefly about the sequence. You had the dream, and then while you were in the dream, you heard the word or the, the voice about there's a vision on the wall, it's time to meet your maker. You were still asleep during that, but you were coming to? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess that's the best way to describe it. I was coming to. I was, I'd kind of come out of the dream, but almost a wake I, I would that, say in between yeah in that in between thing and then when you saw the vision had you you were still in bed kind of pondering what just happened or it was later it, it was um i mean i i got on i think i just got up right at that point i either got up at that point or just sat there and pondered on the dream but i got up and upstairs i have where I've been in the morning reading and praying, praying and stuff. I came up to that and I was praying and that's when the vision wow. yeah. Beautiful. This is so powerful that you had this like three, these three, it's like a triptych in art where there's three different pieces, but they're hung next to each other because they actually go together. Mm -hmm. And I just think three is a powerful number. Ah, three is one of your numbers. It is my number. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. And that to me just indicates emphasis and and perfect order like this. This is really the Lord that you had the three in a row. So that first and foremost is so exciting. I love it. And you named the dream vision on the wall. So I know that you already have a little interpretation because you started the treasure hunt immediately. Tell us what you've already deduced, what you've gleaned, what God has shown you, and then we'll see if we can fill in the gaps. Yeah. Well, and so as, as I, I mean, like you said, love going on the treasure hunt. So, I mean, this is kind of weeks uh, in, in prayer and thinking. And, and I just started thinking about like what I really thought more about the vision more so than the, um, mm -hmm. than the dream. And so I thought, is that like a trade route? Is that like a, like some kind of trade route? And um and so th this is really fun to discover this, by the way. Uh, so there is a trade route. <laughs> well, there is a trade route that goes through the 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 tip of Africa, but is very dangerous. It's very dangerous because um, the rocky um, seabed, but also the the wind and the wave is really rough there, right? Okay. Most trade routes that go on to the east side of Africa, they go through the Suez Canal. I think the Suez Canal. Anyway, whatever's at the top and so 
as I was diving into that, uh, I, I started noticing that the Suez Canal there, um, that's where most trade goes through. But as you get on over to the eastern side, it's very dangerous as well because that's where a lot of pirates are. That's where a lot of war-torn areas are. And um, this is what, what was really cool. Um, as I was diving into it, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but if, I think it's 2020, 2021, when the Suez Canal was blocked. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Please keep okay, going. This is, this is worldwide news. Like, awesome. Uh, so Marco lives Suez under a rock. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> the Suez Canal was like blocked. This big ship blocked it. Major trade route over across the whole world, right? The way that it got blocked was a high wind blew it into the, the side, so it blocked the canal. The way they eventually got it out, they tried everything. The way they eventually got it out was a full moon. The, the, um, the gravitational pull of the moon was they they timed it to with the gravitational pull of the moon and some tugboats actually got it out all right so think about that like high winds put it in there gravitational pull of the moon is what actually helped it out but what happened was when that was blocked a lot of the trade route actually went to the tip of africa to get to the east side so it redirected the the trade route and so as I was thinking about that, a verse of scripture kind of came to my mind where David, um, he did the census, right? So he does the census and, you know, God basically comes to him and says, hey, you got three choices, what you want, what you want. And he says, well, I would rather fall into the hands of a merciful father than the hands of man. And as I thought about that, wow, um, I was like, well, if I had to go to the other side, and both ways were dangerous, which way would I rather go? Well, I could go this route, which is faster, yet dangerous because of people, or I could go this route, which is dangerous because of things God created. I'm going to go this way. So, uh, so anyway, I'd rather be in the hands of a merciful father. Mm. And what hit me when I said that was when the first great awakening happened, um, Jonathan Edwards wrote a wrote a um, sermon, sinners in, the, sinners in the Hands of a um, Angry God or something like that. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, sinners in the hands of a merciful father, loving yeah. father. And so anyway, that's all I got at this point. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot and it's really deep and I, but I see the parallels in the spirit too. I mean, this dream you just had was about the way being blocked and having yeah. to go around, which is similar to what you were talking about, how the canal being closed, like there wasn't any way around it, right? And so there was a redirect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of these father-son uh, revelations you just had, and really the people in the dream here were you and your son, right? So yeah. there's definitely parallels there. I love this, I love this, okay. I have so many thoughts. I'm just trying to figure out where to start. Did you have anything else you wanted to add that you that you've already deduced, or what you felt was significant? Um, what I felt significant that the biggest thing I felt significance on was that last little phrase right there. Um, I forget the exact title of the Jonathan Edwards uh, "Sinners in the Hands of uh, Something." I don't know. Somebody it. else. I'm sure somebody could tell because it's very very popular, but 
sinners in the hands of a loving father really stood out to me because the message in our generation is that a lot of people see God as a distant God, if they even consider God, when he's a loving father. And so. Okay, beautiful. Let's, let's pin that because that's something. We're going to put that there on the board and I'm going to come back around here. And I'm just going to go through kind of this, the, the questions I always ask and that I look at when I look at a dream big picture is what area of your life do we think this is speaking to? And the mm. fact that you're in a semi and you're driving a semi and that actually correlates with a, a client that you have as well, to me says this is speaking to business or ministry. Does that seem true to you? That, that, that does, yeah. It does feel like it's business, ministry. Slash all of that. Yeah. Slash all of that. And then I'll go in and I'll look for repeats, especially if there's something that's repeated multiple times in the dream. But it wasn't necessarily in the dream, but with the research you did with that whole moment with the canal and coming around and that and the roadblock and the redirect. That's in both of those to me. So that feels significant. That feels like God is highlighting that. Yeah. So I guess then my questions would be to you. Oftentimes vehicles when we're driving them or in them or we're just uh, participating, maybe we're just in a vehicle, but that can speak to a ministry or a person or a business, an entity that's going places and doing things. And the different kind of car will speak to, you know, if it's a bus, it might be of this size, if it's an airplane or a personal car. But the fact that this was a semi-truck to me speaks to this being um, a powerful ministry. I mean, this is 18 wheels there's a lot of power behind it. Those things are hard to stop, right? The other thing that stands out to me on that is um, the company that I work with would keep popping out to me is the red. They are big on red. All their stuff is like super cool, bright red. That keeps popping out to me for some reason. Oh, I love but, that. Um, the powerful ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. What does red mean to you? I don't know. That, that's the first time it's really stood out to me. Uh, when I think of, their red is like really bright. It, it's like fun. Fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I love uh, it. Fun, energetic. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's what red means, but that's what kind of comes to my mind. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, that's great. Let's go with that. Red can represent so many different things, but it really depends on the dreamer and the context of the dream and what was resonating with you. So let's go with that. Okay. Because even when you spoke that word that you heard of, hey, there, there's a vision on the wall, it's time to meet your maker. Even that, you, you mentioned it sounding kind of playful and exciting, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Wow. Do you think that God could be giving you and in, inviting you into new vision for an undertaking of, of yours, whether it's a new business or a new ministry or taking things kind of to the next level? I've been praying for a while. It's funny. I help other people create vision. We, we've been stuck in this season where it's not, I can't really see vision very much. And I'm always the person with vision. So anyway, I feel like uh, that is definitely towards us, towards me. Absolutely. And maybe even there's this, you've got this vision now of where you're going. You're on a track. It's straight. You see it 
and for some reason you're the road is blocked and it's frustrating because you just want to get where you're going but the kindness of the father is saying no i'm actually road blocking this so that you take a detour and you end up at this other place you wouldn't have ended up at mm. if you would have just kept going straight and in this place i've actually got you at a rest stop you said a truck stop type place and i just thought a place of rest like hey yeah. let's just pause on this because i want to show you something else mm even in the same way of the trade route and how that got redirected. I just think of like a, a redirect, not in a, you misunderstood something way, but like, Hey, let's slow down. So I have a time to give you vision. That's exactly the season we're in. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. We're on track then. Um, I'm so curious because my first thought when you were talking about your son and how he was kind of reckless because he wasn't really paying attention and you were like, Oh my gosh, kid, like you yeah. had to save him. And then I just kept wondering if this was the Lord in the way of maybe even representing a part of you that God was bringing to the surface, a little bit less cautious, a little bit more caution to the wind, just observing whatever is around you. And, and maybe he's, maybe he's actually calling you off the edge. Maybe he's asking for the jump. Maybe it's time for that. Well, I haven't thought about that, but I felt all over that whenever you said that. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> I did. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Well, and you said your son's name was Spirited, or I'm sorry, Brady. Hello. Brady. And I yeah. looked it up, which, and it means Spirited. And then it goes to the scripture that goes with that is the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And to me, that just speaks to, hey, this this thing that probably looks a little bit like, ah, I need to get a handle on him. He's a little bit unruly. Oh, my gosh, he almost just went over the edge. Might actually just be like the fingerprint of the spirit saying mm. exactly what I just said. Might be time to just go over the edge. Just go over the edge. <laughs> Might be time the... to jump. <laughs> He's trying to push me. He's trying because to push I know. me. I know. When you said he was you know, trying to help you, but then he pushed you, I'm like, I think that might be God in there. <laughs> oh, I thought about that. That's great. Well, and I'll let you, I'll let you really sit with that. But just because of all the other points to uh, a kind father and how, and, and the lightheartedness and the fun and the invitation into vision and how you even took that quote from, you know, uh, sinners in the hand of a, an angry father to loving father I think he's just showing you like, this is, this is my heart. This detour is me. We're actually coming around here because this is my, it might seem frustrating. Like it's a delay, but it's not. It's actually a taking you around so that we can talk about the vision that's on the wall. Cause I'm about to give you new vision and just an invitation into that intimacy, which of course all dreams are anyway, but maybe into venturing into a, a knowing yourself in a new way or a new part of yourself coming out that's more like your son Brady yeah Ooh, that's good <laughs> I don't know if you just heard him uh, I didn't it. okay <laughs> yeah did he pop in yeah yeah he's hello hello <laughs> <laughs> listen nothing is an accident on these calls yeah. oh I just had a really loud car drive by your son just chimed in I just love it I absolutely love it um now, you mentioned, this is the last part that kind of stood out to me, and I just want to know if you feel like it has relevance right now, because sometimes the, the little details will kind of come around later. If we get the overarching interpretation, sometimes we can just go back to the details later if they have something in them. Global Outreach, you named, is a nonprofit, 
right? And in the dream, they were pouring money into this business business. Yeah. A nonprofit was pouring into a for-profit. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I hadn't until you said that. Um, I, we the other day a a, um, a nonprofit actually gave us some money for just out of the blue. Wow. Um, for I, I don't I don't know why. So, <laughs> well, they were they're helping out with a worship event. We we were leading a worship event, and um, I mean we're not set up as a nonprofit or anything like that. So we're just doing our thing. So um, anyway. That that just came to me as you said that. Yeah, because because it seems significant when you said it the first time, and then I'm just it's kind of just hanging over here. Where I'm like, I wonder what this is speaking to. I wonder what this is pointing to, and it could have been speaking to this moment that happened in real life. But that could have just also what happened in real life could have actually been a confirmation of this bigger concept yeah. of a nonprofit pouring into a for profit. Have you thought of pioneering a nonprofit? Has that ever been? Um, it, it has kind of stirred a little bit. Um, <clears throat> we've tossed out the idea a couple of times, but I uh, just never really pursued it. But it has kind of stirred a little bit. Yeah. Stirred. Okay. Yeah. And would you say right now what you're pouring into in the work, the business, the ministry you've got going on, is does it? Is it primarily where you are? Is it kind of, um, I mean, obviously the podcast and the coaching and leadership stuff can go outside of where you're living in Mississippi, but does it feel localized or are you already like on quote unquote trade routes with it? Yeah. So for the most part, uh, well, from a business perspective, it's probably all across the Southeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the large majority of it is right here locally. It's either based locally or what we do is is kind of local and regional yeah beautiful beautiful would it make sense that this might even be speaking to an invitation to dream into something that will cross more ground absolutely um and that i mean kind of a global or uh, i don't even know how to even say it but a lot of the things that the lord has shown me is very much not national and not regional, but global. And okay. I don't, yeah. So I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how to get there with my mind. Yeah. Totally. But I think he's going to give you the route. He's got the map. And it sounds yeah. like he's already speaking so clearly to you. And even just the name global outreach that you mentioned, I'm like that, that is, <laughs> that's a word. <laughs> that is. <laughs> We're talking global outreach here. So I just wonder if there will be, if there, if this nonprofit into profit for profit is even a part of a model hmm. going down the road that he might be using to lead you. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to write that idea down. Do it. Does that even mean? But what does that even that mean? Down. Exactly. But because that, that invitation was so clear, like divisions on the wall. Yeah. Here's just an indicator. This is what's coming. There's a vision here. Come and, and chew on this with me and dream with me and let me show you what I want to do. Yeah, that's good. Isn't that fun? It is so fun. And it's so orient. I, I would think it would be orienting, you know, to, oh, when I mentioned before, you're like, yeah, that is the season that we're in. 
And it gives language to, okay, maybe this is why this looks like this right now and why we don't quite have the full vision yet is because there's an invitation into dreaming into that with him. Yeah. That's good. Is there anything else in this dream that you feel like we didn't touch on this and this is bugging me? I think things that are interesting that stood out to me more in, in the kind of the vision with putting the hand up, you know, the wall and how intentional or slow the hand was because in my mind it's like, all right, I get it. Like, where are we going from here? <laughs> you know, got it. It's a map. Hurry up. Yeah, it's a map, and you got it on the wall. What? Yeah, where do we go from there? So, <laughs> um, but yeah. What do you think that's about? Because <laughs> I'm like a, let's go. What? You know, uh, it's probably like slow down, be patient. <laughs> You're the kind of guy that's like, hey, can you move out of my way just real quick? I just need to get past you on this road. I can see yes. that again. <laughs> like right there. Can you just slide over? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, I can't. And then you went the long way around is what you said. Yeah. You had to go the long way around. So I, I think it's probably pretty clear because I've gone over this interpretation two or three times now, but we talk about application, especially coming from dreams where it feels like it's directional or God is orienting our season. What do you feel like the application is for you to take away? What, is, what practically do you feel like you need to do to partner with? God in the interpretation of this dream, or maybe you're already doing that. Yeah, I feel like the the application there is kind of like what you're saying is <clears throat> press into to vision with Him, allow Him to speak in, and um, and and I think we probably do that to a degree, uh, or we do. Um, but I think the the piece that you're saying is uh, the I like the the part you said Brady could actually <laughs> represent the Spirit, like jump over that. Edge. Don't be afraid to take the risk because in the risk, um, that's kind of where the, the next part and pieces of the journey comes from. So um, I, so I think that's the application is continue to press in there. Um, be, um, take the risk, but patient as well, because uh, I'm also, I, I think the, the tendency I have is to put it in my own hand, right, and, and to do it in my own strength or timing. So. Yeah. That's so real. Okay, I got the vision. Now let's all go do that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Man, that's so real, though. I think all of us tend to do that, but it is really an invitation into that relationship. And he he really, have you, have you experienced this? I have experienced him moving at such a different pace than me all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I think he wants to do it with us. And I think that's the fun part, too. But it's easy if I run ahead to say, oh, look what I did. When when I kind of walk alongside, one, it's way better. It, the, the outcomes are way better, way more fun, way more enjoyable, way less stress. Uh, when, whenever I go at his pace. Um, but but I think that's what he wants us to do is just walk hand in hand with him, too. It's not like run ahead or be way back there and jerk, jerk me up. But yeah. I think part of it. He wants to walk hand in hand. He so sure let's does. do that. This one last thing popped into my head and we'll just, I'm just, it's a curiosity. Come on. Has there been anything in the past for you that's felt similar, like risk wise, where it's felt there was a disappointment or a letdown where you kind of don't want to try that same thing again? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can, I can think of a couple, couple of different ones where, I mean, pretty, I mean, we like to take some risk. <laughs> uh, no, I don't mind taking risk. And two examples really come to mind. And I'll just go right to the point. We um, 
we, uh, I mean, I was flying back on the airplane, had this idea to build a mixed use building in downtown Tupelo. There's no such thing in downtown Tupelo. Wow. No such thing. Go to the city. And they said, we've been waiting 20 years for somebody to have this idea. And we, we kind of make the announcement. We get going. <laughs> I don't know anything about construction. And uh, it falls, falls completely apart. And then um, we, we uh, started down this route of um, through the John Maxwell organization. They go into countries, do country transformation. They've never done anything in America. We get a call. Hey, we're going to start doing things in America. We want your city to be the first one. Can you lead us? I said, yeah, I'm all in. And, um, and, and just some like embarrassing moments on my end uh, of areas of growth, you know, like blind spots that we have. Yep. And uh, it's just, you know, uh, so those are two, two things that kind of come to mind. So, Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason it came up is because I, I went back to the red, the color red. And we had already kind of put that in the slot of, I mean, fun and exciting and all of that, which I think is so true and so right. And when you mentioned red, I heard redemption. Heard, I heard redemptive. And of course, I, I think of the blood of Jesus and the redemption that is promised with that. But I wondered if there was going to be a redeeming experience over this whole thing. And that's why that color was so present. Yeah. Yeah. Redemptive. Yeah, that, that speaks because both of those, um, like the ideas were not for me. I mean, it was all God, like lined all of it up, but then it was like, yeah, embarrassing. Yes. <laughs> but but also both of them, I tried to take my own hand to do it all myself. So. <laughs> it's hard though, because I mean, I think that's so real for anyone that's been walking with God for, for a long time. It's like, he'll give us vision and, and we'll walk forward in things. And it's really just about relationship and obedience. We think in our rational mind, like it must be unto this thing happening, right? And he's like, well, I'm actually just really about relationship and process. And your obedience and the and the yes and us together and so when the outcome is different or it feels like it doesn't go the way we think it can feel really confusing and frustrating and in my own experience has caused disappointment that's kind of hard to break back through again you know but especially with vision and for those of us who are visionaries and feel like we carry something from god but there is really something redemptive and i can feel it mm. in this dream for you and the fact that he gave you three essential essentially three pieces of revelation in the same moment in the same like spread of time just shows to me that the order of god is really on this yeah yeah that speaks that i feel that too yeah yeah that's yeah. good gosh i just love it Corey. i honestly if we had another hour i'd be like give me that other dream let's go let's do another one it's so i mean you do and it's just so refreshing to me to see to see others who take this seriously because it is so real. Your intuition with the voice of God and your connection to the spirit and what you've cultivated in your relationship with him is so evident. Mm -hmm. uh, your ability to get understanding with your revelation quickly and kind of, and that having that hunger as well to go after the treasure is so indicative of just what you built with him. And it's really, really refreshing to me. And I just want to honor that, that you really are a man of such spiritual wisdom and such spiritual discernment that you're really trustworthy. And I might ask you for some interpretation sometime. <laughs> oh, I would love to. Yeah, I'll do my best. I'll bring you back on the show and then you can interpret one of my dreams because why not? Doesn't that, that sound fun? fun. <laughs> anyway, 
thank you so much for being here and sharing something that can be so vulnerable. Sometimes we don't exactly know what's going to come out in the dream. So thank you for trusting me and for being such a beautiful example. I, I just have a feeling your story and your language and your confidence and your maturity is really going to impart a lot and that people are really going to be able to receive from all of the things that you said. So such an honor. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Margo, for having me on. And, and I love the fact that you're doing this. I, I feel like it's going to trigger interest uh, and stir even even in, in people's hearts and their spirit to, uh, I, I think a lot of people do dream and uh, taking, taking uh, honoring that. I think you're going to spark that. I, I love what you're doing. So I thank you for allowing me to come on. That's my heart to do it. Absolutely. And I will definitely see you again. Thank you, Margo. Aha. Uh -huh. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did and that you got something from that interpretation. That is my friend, Corey. He is a wise man and he is after God's own heart. And he is also a catalytic leader and I would say has an apostolic calling as well. And he is a leadership coach. He is a leader of leaders. He and his friend have a podcast called Principles. I had the privilege of being a guest on that show not long ago, just last week, a couple weeks ago. And they bring on guests and interview them about their stories or their life or an area of expertise. So it is really diverse and fun to listen to, as well as Corey coming on and doing teaching that, honestly, I would say is really generous. Uh, the tools that he releases or just the calls to action that he issues to those of us who are called to leadership and really just encourages us to step into the fullness of who we are and what God has called us to. So I advise that you go and listen to that. I am also going to put a link to his Instagram if you are interested in following what he's doing. He also has a book out called The Heart of the Father. I will put a link to that as well. Thank you for joining us today. If you have time before you move on with your day, it would be greatly appreciated if you would rate the podcast. It just takes a minute and you can do it right at the bottom of the page there, wherever you're listening to your podcast. This really helps get this podcast up in the queue so that this content is more available for those who are looking for it. My heart is really that it is getting into the hands of the hungry, that those who are hungry for this are finding it. So that would be hugely helpful. Thank you for being with us today. I'm going to sign off now. Until next time, happy dreaming. Thank you.